0: Don't get any ideas, Mr. Bond. We can do whatever we want. Nothing matters.
1: Hello, and welcome to a special bonus episode of The Complete Works Season 3, a deep dive into the career and films of actor Michelle Yeoh. My name is Mike Smith, and joining me on this journey into the Yeohverse is my friend, co host, and fellow psychopath,
0: Mike D'Criccio. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks to the magic of podcast time travel, I'm coming to you from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> but not, but at home, still. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, so basically uh, what we're doing today uh, is, like I said, a special bonus episode of the podcast. This is not going to be a full episode like you're used to for The Complete Works. There won't be an elaborate intro or kind of a rundown scene by scene or anything like that. Uh, the reason being, Mike D is off in Ireland right now. Uh, we're yes. recording this a few weeks ahead of time so that uh, we can bank this while Mike's in Ireland. Uh, wh- what's going on in the world of Ireland, Mike? Uh, nope. Just- <laughs> I'm gonna in- act as
0: if we're if we're doing this in real time. <laughs> oh, it's been great. I've uh, been here uh, for my cousin's wedding, so that's been very exciting. Lots of pub crawls, lots of. Wedding shenanigans, I, I assume is what we'll be doing. Um, but yeah, we're, good, we're I'm going to be there for two weeks because how often am I going to get to go to Ireland? So we turned it into a whole thing. Fair enough.
1: So uh, you're you're away in Ireland. So uh, the basically back when we started this podcast, we were like, you know what, we're going to get several weeks ahead of ourselves uh, so that we can bank episodes ahead of time and uh, you know have full episodes able to be released with one of us takes off. Uh, and that lasted for like a couple of weeks. Um, we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we quickly ran through our backlog of episodes and now we're basically just putting it out like a week ahead of time. Uh, and so we're recording these short bonus episodes uh, while Mike's in Ireland. He's away for two weeks, uh, which actually kind of works out because – uh, there were two things in the Michelle Yeoh filmography that were happening around the, the time that like we're at right now in the in the Yeoh filmography. Yeah,
0: 2016 uh, ish, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, and there were two uh, TV shows that Michelle Yeoh was a part of uh, that we were kind of on the fence about covering. We were kind of like both like, well, you know. She joins season five of this one show that we've never watched. And then she joins season two of this one show that we've never watched. Uh, And she she is main cast in the other one. This one, she's considered a recurring character, but she is in nine out of the 10 episodes. Uh, So... (laughs) we figured that's, that's notable enough. Uh, and so today, we're going to be talking about Michelle Yeoh's very first TV role, actually. This is the very first time she's ever done TV, except wow. for, I guess, that one commercial with Jackie Chan back in 84. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and that is Strike Back Legacy. Uh, so, yeah, today we're just doing kind of a brief bonus rundown of the tv show strike back legacy which is a british show that uh, was co-produced by cinemax it aired on cinemax here in the u.s i have vague memories of seeing ads for this show really uh, yeah yeah it was i feel like i mean cinemax didn't have like that many shows you i was know? gonna
0: say yeah. uh
1: and i feel like strike back was one of their big shows like it was like you know their action series like kind of a marquee blockbuster type thing like i i feel like i knew people in my life who watched strike back
0: Good for them, I hope.
1: You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it definitely scratched that, like, you know, 24 itch, but, like, not yeah. on ne- network TV. It was, like, you know, premium cable kind of thing. So, yeah, Strike Back was a show that aired in the 2010s. Michelle Yo joined season five of it, Strike Back Legacy, which apparently was actually supposed to be its final season. Yes. Strike Back Legacy, uh, it was not the final season. It ended up airing for, like, three or four more seasons after that. But it was kind of billed as this is the final season of this show. And then it wasn't. Basically, for this episode, uh, I told Mike D, listen, why don't we just watch the first episode and then we'll kind of have a general impressions talk about it. Uh, And Mike D went above and beyond. He actually watched the first five episodes of Strike Back Legacy.
0: Yes, I got I got a little bit hooked, but also because um, Michelle Yo spoilers is in maybe three minutes of the first episode. So you wanted like a little more Yo in your life. And I was like, well. Maybe if it's nine, like she's just a recurring cast member, quote unquote, and I was like, maybe if this is all she is in nine episodes, this isn't even worth doing one, epi- like one of our episodes on. <laughs> uh, but there's a pretty major twist in the second episode, and then she becomes a much more significant character throughout the season so far. So I was like, well, let me do a little bit more homework and see if this is worth talking about at all. Right. And uh, I think I think it is. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, I've only seen the first episode. Mike D has seen the first
1: five. I think it's a 10-episode season, Um, so uh obviously we're not going to talk about what happens at the end of the season or anything like that and mike d is basically just gonna be able to provide some extra context for what he was able to see uh throughout this season of tv um but uh yeah kind of first impressions what did you think of this first episode slash whatever else you saw of strike back legacy mike um first episode
0: i was a little nervous oh not nervous uh disappointed maybe because yeah i thought it was you know it's it's basically is like the uk version of 24 pretty much it's this like it follows this like special unit Office 20, uh, of the British Special Forces or whatever, and these like yeah. four guys, the the best soldiers there are kind of thing. And uh, they're stationed in Thailand in this season. And and I, I think the idea of this is pretty cool, where it's just like about this this office rather than a specific person. So like I think a couple of cast members rotate throughout the series. Uh, I was reading some of the Wikipedia stuff that like the person in charge changes, a couple of the other agents with them change. And yeah, stuff.
1: I think there's like two that like kind of maintain throughout. Uh, for the most part, yeah. And yeah. Sullivan Stapleton is one of them. It's Philip Winchester and Sullivan Stapleton. Sullivan Stapleton, uh, who was the star of 300, Rise of an Empire, the prequel to 300. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think more probably more known to others, he's the main guy in Blind uh, which yes. I, I know you were a big uh, fan of for a little while, right, Mike?
0: Yeah, I watched, I think, the first
1: season of that mostly yeah. for uh, Ashley Johnson. I yeah. was like this is fun. She's and like the, was... she's like the quirky tech person in Blind spot. Yeah. Right? Is that what it is? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Every network TV drama, crime procedural
0: needs a quirky tech person. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then I was like I don't really like network TV, so I stopped watching that. But Strike Back has those vibes because in the UK, I think it is just on like one of the main channels there right. as far as I'm aware Um, so it has a little bit of like network censorship stuff going on but like also a little bit of the Cinemax drama th- whatever that might be you know um, yeah I mean you, you can get away with
1: a lot more on British network television yeah. than you can on American television
0: definitely so that's good but all that to say in the first episode uh, like when there is I think some of the, the like shootout stuff is pretty cool it definitely feels like quick cuts shaky cam you know We don't have time or the budget to make like a well choreographed, cool movie quality (laughs) fight shootout or whatever action sequence. So it feels a little bit like you know it's not quite taken levels of of (laughs) fast cutting stuff to obscure that we can't do this. It's like approaching that. Um, but that was also, I guess, the style a little bit in 2015 back then. So yeah, it was okay. I think I think uh, some of the intrigue stuff doesn't really come up in the first episode yet. So like, it's like okay, you can kind of lay in the groundwork, getting getting people in places where they need to be to start the like actual arc of the season. So right. o- overall, it was okay. I was like, oh, maybe maybe not. And then um, yeah, I watched I watched the next day or a couple days later. I was like, let me see how much more yo is in this and. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just binge all of these in a weekend. And I made it through five episodes, <laughs> or so I got four episodes in one day, I guess. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'm kind of tired of this. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, they start introducing other plot lines that are just like, what is going on? Why is this here? Why is this person's son? Somebody, somebody, one of the character's sons basically gets Tokyo drifted, or is like, gets in trouble at home, so his mother okay. ships him to his father, even though he's actively on a mission in Thailand as a secret agent guy, you know? (laughs) It's like, I don't need the 16-year-old involved in this. Um, Right. So shit like that starts happening, and I was like, I don't know. Did it feel
1: like plot lines that were coming up from other seasons of the show that were like anything like that? Because, again, we're jumping in at season five here, um, but it it does seem like a show that like you can kind of just jump into whatever season and you can pretty much follow along.
0: Yeah, the only – no, it does not feel like that particularly. The only one that I I wasn't sure if maybe – it is is i think he's in episode 1 that like other english guy that like has kidnapped the daughter right and is he he's in that that's an episode 1 right i think like so cuts, yeah cuts the finger off of the daughter yes, and yeah stuff. yeah that happens in the first episode that guy seemed like maybe he's from other seasons or something mm-hmm. to me um yeah but overall no it feels like this is like this is the time they're in Thailand. This is that story. Uh, and this I assume the other seasons, they're in other places. I think it feels like, you know, British TV, I think, often is, is like that, where, like, each season, each series, is pretty, like, uh, singular and insulated from the other ones. Pretty so. standalone for the most part, yeah. Um,
1: and so that's kind of how this is designed, I think. So Michelle Yeoh is in this first episode, and she plays the wife of the British ambassador whose daughter is kidnapped, right? And it's not her actual, like, it's her stepdaughter, I think, is, yeah. uh, is how it's done in the show. Uh, and so the first... First episode, which is the only one that I've seen, whenever you see Michelle Yeoh, she's mostly just worried about her stepdaughter, right? Right. Like, she'll talk. She'll, like, you know, be talking to the British ambassador character, her husband, and being like, oh, we've got to do something to save our daughter, to save Chloe, and all that. But a lot of what Yeoh is doing in this first episode is just, like – looking worried staring at a security camera like you know hands over her face like what's gonna happen kind of thing. yeah and you know she does that pretty well but you've seen more of the show and uh the reveal like, kind of the big twist which i guess happens at the end of episode two uh is that michelle yo is actually one of the bad guys uh yes. and she is like a sleeper agent for a rival country or something right
0: Yes. Yeah. So the I guess the plot of the first episode uh, and kind of the thing that kicks off everything is that the ambassador's daughter is kidnapped. Part of the like, you know, they're not asking for money or whatever the, the situation in order to get her back. Is the ambassador has to deliver this bag to the to the uh, North Korean delegates at the embassy in Thailand where they're having this big like summit meeting to discuss peace talks or whatever. Uh, and of course he opens the bag and it's a bomb. So these people are asking the British ambassador to Thailand to bomb the North Koreans at the embassy <laughs> um, in order to get his daughter back right. while – this Office 20, these like secret agent super soldier guys are attempting to save Chloe uh, before he has to deliver the bomb and it's this big, you know, ticking clock craziness thing and it ends on, the first episode ends with him, they save Chloe with like 10 seconds left and of course it's not enough time so the bomb goes off and the, you know maybe everybody's dead Um, but yeah, episode 2, it's revealed that the ambassador survives, he's in the hospital it's a lot of Michelle Yeo being like a worried wife in the hospital room and all this stuff. They figure out that throughout the episode that it was actually like a separatist part of the North North Korea that kidnapped the daughter so like they're trying to trigger a war with the West against North Korea is why they're doing all this and uh, they figure out also that somebody has been feeding these people information that they're always one step ahead of Office 20 and they, they think it's the ambassador's assistant so they like take her into custody and they're interrogating her and she like immediately confesses and that raises suspicion that like why would she just fold instantly and then it cuts back to the hospital room where it's michelle yo and the husband alone the ambassador and she says like you know all these years i thought maybe the 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 love i was faking with you would would turn into something real but thankfully it did not and then she injects something into his IV bag and he flatlines uh, <laughs> and you're like, "Whoa, crazy, and then it just hard cuts the credits so that was fun that was that was a fun twist um and then yeah, she it turns out she's been a, a sleeper agent for this like North Korean separatist thing this whole time or this North Korean terrorist or whatever. This has been the plan forever that she would uh she would f- marry the <laughs> British ambassador and assassinate him to trigger a war with the West <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so then she becomes like a major, a major factor in the rest of the season. That she gets a couple fight scenes, like hand to hand fight scenes, which is pretty cool. Nice. So I was like, oh hell yeah! So she she goes from the you know just kind of like worried, scared stepmother looking at computer monitors to like shootouts and fights and stuff. It's not quite on any of the levels we've seen in other movies and stuff like that, but it is cool to have just Michelle Yeoh. Running around in aviators, blowing deeds away. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what Wonder Seven was about, right? That was the whole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: that was the whole thing. Uh, yeah. No, I, I like. I like. I said I haven't seen any of that. I only saw the first episode where she's just acting worried the whole time. Right. Uh, and so, based on her performance in the first episode, I think she's good in it and all that stuff. But it sounds like she has a lot more to do in this show. Uh, than initially it seems. And I think it's kind of a cool thing to kind of think about just like, there's so many like different changes in terms of like, you know, how movie stars kind of operate in terms of like where they can get good roles. Right. Uh, and so many of them have turned to television uh, in the last like 10 years or so. This is 2015. Uh, and if you look at Michelle Yeoh's career up to this point, you know, uh, since Crashing Tiger, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of misses there. There's a lot yeah. of like, you know, failed blockbusters. You know, at, at this point she has done like a, uh, I guess I guess Crouching Tiger Two, the directed video <laughs> sequel right. Crouching Tiger, is a year after this. Yeah, it just feels like you know it's it's not it, her career is not at the height of movie stardom that maybe it once was. Now she's doing her very first TV show, and I think is doing TV pretty steadily for the next few years, uh, and is part of a few different shows. Of course, we have Marco Polo coming up, uh, and then I think the most famous one is Star Trek Discovery, uh, right. where she was never main cast. Although we do kind of have to do that one. I feel like that just is, it's such a big one, um, but she was never main cast but she uh, is a major recurring player on that show uh, and so major now that they're doing a Michelle Yeoh Star Trek movie on Paramount Plus or whatever, right? Yeah, Uh,
0: (laughs) and I think I know if I remember reading some shit about like she dies pretty early on in Discovery and they like she was such a fan favorite they like Made an alternate timeline character that comes to the universe, like somehow crosses universes so she could come back or some shit.
1: Yeah. So when we cover Star Trek Discovery, we're going to do the first two episodes because it's a two part pilot. uh, Got it. And I believe she dies at the end of that two part pilot. But she was like kind of like the major, like, like I think it was build like the show was kind of billed as like being a Michelle Yeoh slash I think Sonica Martin Green is the main star of Star Trek mm. Discovery from The Walking Dead and so it was like oh, they're the two co leads and then they kill her off in the pilot and it's like ah twist um, but then yeah Michelle Yeoh was so popular uh, and you know she wanted to do more so they kind of created like an alternate version of her uh, and I believe that's the version that the movie will be about uh, I don't know but uh, yeah there's. A lot, of, a lot of Star Trek lore there to, yeah, <laughs> to dive some star into. Star Trek shit. Uh, so we'll get to that when we get to it. Now, and now her star has kind of risen again uh, as far as movies go, and she's been in, like, you know, Crazy rotations and she won her Oscar for Everything Everywhere, and she's popping up in a lot more things. Um, but in this, like, kind of 2010s period, I think she really kind of rediscovered herself as, a, as an actor uh, yeah. doing some of these shows. Uh, and so you have Strike Back, Marco Polo, and Star Trek, like, pretty much, like, one right after the other, 2015, 2016, 2017. Uh, And then, yeah, now and then she's also like the star of this Witcher prequel that we got to talk about at some point, right? right? (laughs) Yeah, dreading that a little bit from everything I've heard about that. Um,
0: (laughs) Uh, But at least that's only four episodes, I think.
1: uh, Yeah, it's only four episodes. So we might be able to just, you know, Crank out the whole thing. We'll see. What, yeah, we'll see. What depending happens. on how bad it is, I, and I, I have never seen any of The Witcher, uh, and you've seen the actual Witcher show. So I'll be going yeah. in totally blind for that. Uh, and then she's also an American-born Chinese, which is this new show on Disney Plus, which will hopefully still be there by the time we get to it. Um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know these days. Um, exactly. Um, but yeah, Strike Back Legacy, I think it's uh, the, this first episode I thought was like solid enough. Uh, did you think it improved at all over these five episodes or by the, by the time you got to episode five, you felt like you were done, right? Like, you Well,
0: were- I don't know if I'm like totally out. I am still kind of curious. Uh, it just felt like, you know, I'm, I was done for that day. I watched four and they are long. They're like, I think, 50 minutes each or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, maybe I'm kind of done. Cause uh, so here, I'll, I'll give you a little brief overview of what goes down. So then, so after she kills, right? She kills the ambassador. She's the villain. They figure it out. She has a <laughs> the the yakuza from Japan are involved. Cool, the, cool. Uh, and basically, what is happening is they are the uh, I think it's Office Thirty Nine or something like that. Is the North Korean like crime syndicate thing? They are uh, making crystal meth which they're going to sell to the Yakuza in exchange for metal that the North Koreans need to make nuclear missiles. Okay. right. So it's, it becomes this whole, then that's basically the plot line and it's it's just this whole twisty turny of like, she she's like kind of, Michelle Yeoh becomes this kind of like web weaver type character also. So she convinces the head of the Yakuza's son to kill his father so he could become the head of the Yakuza so he could broker this deal. And it becomes this whole crazy thing uh, so, that that whole plot line is really fun because that is like kind of like an espionage y, sol- like a military, whatever kind of action plot line. Then there's the Tokyo Drift plot line, which is really fucking annoying because <laughs> his son shows up, and of course, the Yakuza attack him, and it becomes just uh, Sullivan Stapleton, the real Jai Cartney motherfucker. Uh, yeah. him, him and his son running through the forest, separated from the team on their own, just doing this whole thing, hiding from the Yakuza. While this other cool, interesting plotline is going on, um, and then uh, they basically get hoodwinked into assassinating or killing the yakuza guys uh, and wiping them all out, and they destroy this like bait uh, uh, depot, so they think they have blown up the metal, but actually they've secreted it away. So North Korea is not is in possession of the metal they need, so they have to send through Russia the two main guys from. Uh, Office Twenty Nine. I don't remember the other ones. Su- Sullivan Stableton and the other guy into North Korea alone, on their own, to blow up this like metal plant. Uh, and that's where that's where that's episode five, basically. So they go into North Korea. They uh, so that stuff's cool. It's really like sneaky, stealthy espionage stuff. They detonate yeah. this mo- this uh like foundry kind of thing, and it turns out somehow they have captured Sullivan Stableton's son, and they use that as a bargaining trick trip. To get them to surrender, so like I ended with them being taken into custody in North Korea. Uh, all the while, Michelle Yeoh is, of course, in the background just talking to people, you know, convincing them, be, being a, a web weaver villain type person. So it's pretty, like, it was pretty interesting. It's like escalating insane, to insane levels. Like they've committed an act of war against North Korea by blowing <laughs> right. up the foundry, uh, and now their guys have been captured. So like, what's going to happen? But it also does have a little bit of that that tinge of you know, these are two. Western white guys going into places in Southeast Asia and just killing lots of brown people for no reason like, you know, it's just like this feels yep. kind of weird. You're just killing everybody all the time just because like freedom in air quotes uh, or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, so I don't know. It's, I, I might kind of finish it. I might not. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested a little bit. Maybe I'll watch another episode or two and see if it hooks me to just marathon all the way to the end and sure. finish it. You're um, already
1: halfway through. like you're, Exactly, you're, yeah.
0: <laughs> you might as well see it to the end.
1: Uh, yeah, apparently, Strike Back, the very first Cinemax uh, show, actually. their Their very first program, which uh, premiered in 2010, which is, of course, a co-production. It was a British show first. But uh, yeah, I was kind of just looking up, like, list of Cinemax original programming. They did not have that many shows. Uh, and I've only seen one of them, uh, which is The Nick, with uh, with the- oh, the oh, Steven yeah. Soderbergh-directed uh, show that Clive Owen was in. Uh, yeah, but I, I never had Cinemax, which is that, like, we had most of the movie channels uh, when I was growing up. Like, my parents had HBO, they had Showtime, they had Encore, you yeah. know, but uh, for whatever reason, we just, like, Cinemax was just, like, a bridge too far. Like, it was just, like, we're not paying for Cinemax. What are, what's on Cinemax, you know? <laughs>
0: it's the softcore foreign network. You know? I mean,
1: there, there is that, yes. Of course, they did have that. Um, but I think Cinemax was, like, trying to brand itself in the 2010s as, like, the action alternative to HBO. Yeah. Like HBO was like the prestige TV. Uh, and they're both they're both owned by the same company, right? They were both like Time Warner or whatever. But, uh, yeah, they, so it was supposed to be like kind of the action, like blockbuster alternative to HBO because HBO had all the prestige shows, right? They had, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. But then HBO like had Game of Thrones uh, and then Cinemax had The Nick. And it was like, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess we're just... <laughs> Doing whatever. Um, is it but yet, still uh, around even? I don't even know. So I think the channel might still be around, but looking at its programming, um none of it is airing anymore. Like it's all, all of their original shows are over. Like they've ended. Uh, huh. And there's a couple, I think there's one or two things that um are still going on, but have moved to HBO Max. Um, Fair. So yeah, I think Cinemax as a channel might still exist, Um, but I don't think they're really um, putting much effort into creating original stuff for Cinemax anymore. I think because... You know, not that many people watch Cinemax shows, and you could probably get a wider audience if you just put it on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's very strange. Cinemax is weird. Ch- TV channels are weird. Um, yeah, in general, you know, there's like 87 HBO versions. <laughs> like when you're <laughs> actually scrolling through channels, uh, there's <laughs> all the all the stars and the show times and all that. Um, yep. who knows?
1: Yeah, exactly. But uh, Strikeback Legacy was supposed to be the last season. It was marketed as last season. Uh, The show premiered in 2010. This was in 2015. Uh, There were three seasons after this. Uh, Got it. And the most recent one was actually in 2020, so not that long ago. Uh, Strike Back Vendetta aired in 2020. Uh, And it does not have – or actually, Sullivan Stapleton is not in it. Oh, hey, it's like it's like totally new characters in this.
0: Yeah, so, I, th- I mean, that's the thing. Like, And these are, these are based on books, if I remember reading also correctly, yes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the first season is called Chris Ryan's Strike Back, who is the author of the book. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the idea is really neat, having it sort of just be about, like, Office 20 or, like, this division. And it can kind of just rotate cast members as people come in and out. Yeah. Uh, which is cool because there is also, like, a squad with them. It's the two, two main guys, and then there's, like, two or three other people and, like, some of them, Chris Sullivan Stapleton is Australian, but his character is American, which is weird. So like, cause I was like, Oh, it makes sense. Like that. An Australian guy might be in the British special forge, like yeah. special forces, but like, Nope. Uh, he's just an American guy. Cause when his son comes, he's like, Tells him event like the son doesn't believe him that he's just like a super soldier. He's like, no, you're a drug dealer. Like that makes way more sense than (laughs) like the yakuza is chasing (laughs) us through the forest. You're a drug dealer, right? Uh, And he runs through. He's like, no, blah blah blah. And he runs through his like green beret, special forces, uh, paratrooper. What uh, bullshit? You know his uh, history. Yeah, wait. It's like, wait, you're just an American guy. That doesn't make sense. But um, there's a couple other people, uh, other nationalities in the group uh, with them, which is kind of cool. I don't know. That's interesting. So yeah, I don't know if you're into that kind of like. Basically, twenty four. I think twenty four is the the easiest, most popular comparison in America to make it like the pitch. Be like, it's 100%. the UK twenty four. Basically,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. It uh, looks like yeah, Selvin Stapleton. It looks like this is actually his last season. I um, mean, oh. he he's done after this one. Uh, other people who've been on the show, Richard Armitage is in the first season, um, who was Thor and in the Hobbit films, uh, and also Andrew Lincoln is in it at some point um, from The Walking Dead. Uh, Rick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so that's something. Um, but yeah, any any final thoughts on Strike Back, Mike? I mean, we uh, any thoughts on Michelle Yeoh specifically in Strike Back? I think it's, it's cool that this show kind of exists as a showcase for Yeoh this season, it seems like. Like she – obviously I didn't get to see any of it, but it seems like she has a lot to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the reason that I'm sort of interested in finishing the season because it is kind of a like down-the-middle – action colonialism tv show sure yeah. <laughs> imperialism tv show um so but to watch it for yo and to see her become a villain which i think is overall pretty rare we've only had a couple of those like in uh, uh not heroic trio well, well she yeah. is
1: she is a villain in heroic trio until the end she is the right ba- she's the one fighting off maggie chung and stuff um yeah i think there's like at least one other thing where she is the bad guy uh, well of course the shaolin popey too messy temple that's right uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's the one you were thinking of, but, uh, it came, certainly... it came in mind, but I think there's maybe one more, but, um, yeah, so it's neat to see her play bad guy. Uh, it's weird to see her running around in like a full North Korean military uniform. Um, so we'll see where that goes. That's That's kind of the main reason for for me to be interested in watching it. Cause like I said, it is just sort of a, a- action middle of the road thing. It's not like John Wick level choreography or anything like that. You ever see that video, the YouTube video, I think of a Steven after now that he's, like, a Russian asset or whatever he is, uh, doing, like, some kind of, like, martial arts showcase thing where he's kind of just, like, waving his arms at people that run at him, and they just, like, go flying. They, like, to just throw themselves on the floor. <laughs> okay. um, it's like he's not actually fighting anybody. He's yeah, just, like, yeah. slapping their arms and chest, and then they're like, Wah! and they go flying. A lot of the hand-to-hand fighting and stuff like that in the show looks a little bit like that, where it's just, like, clearly guys just, like, karate chopping each other's arms, and then somebody falls. Right. (laughs) Um, So... You know, it's all right. Strike, strike Back Legacy. I, I was kind of hoping you'd be, a. Sh- I, I was kind of hoping we would watch this and I'd be like, this is my new favorite show. I'm going to watch all nine seasons of it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't really know why. But yeah, because it seems uh, like the kind of thing you get kind of into. Um, I, could, I could see a version of me being just like really just being a Strike Back head or yeah, something. Yeah.
1: Because like, cause like last, last season on this show, uh, we did a Law and Order Criminal Intent episode to talk right. about Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and, you know, he's only in like two seasons of that show. We talked about two episodes uh, and it's like season eight or something. Yeah, uh, and then once we watched those episodes, you kind of got like a law and order itch and you watched like the first like season and a half of criminal intent or something, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I watched I think maybe like two and a half seasons of that, just like in, in a month. Just like yeah. sat down and watched all of it in a row. So I was kind of hoping that might happen with Strike Back, but I don't know if it's really quite there. But there it is. Strike back legacy. Fair enough. All right. So that's Strike Back Legacy. I
1: would say the closest comparison in the in the yo career up to this point might be Tomorrow Never Dies. Um just like Yeah. You know, in terms of like action, espionage, all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, I think Tomorrow Never Dies, from what I saw just from this first episode, like it's Tomorrow Never Dies is better. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, it has the movie budget and all that kind of stuff, and it has pretty well shot action and all that. But uh, yeah, I I thought the first episode was fine. I think, uh, you know, seeing Michelle Yeoh, always good. Uh, And yeah, I I think based on what you've told me, I'm probably not going to watch the rest of the season, uh, but I'm glad that it gave Michelle Yeoh a cool showcase role.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially, like you said, um, in her transition to TV or whatever. Like, it's a pretty cool, this is her first role. It's a pretty TV role. It's a pretty meaty role. It seems like it becomes. Uh, And then, yeah, she's in some pretty significant television stuff going forward. So that's that's cool. It's kind of like a a reminder of, like, what Michelle Yeoh is capable of, kind of, you know? Right. Yeah, it's the thing that, like, the masses always forget that, like, oh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh is an incredible actor. Yeah. What are we doing? Why is she not in more things all the time? Uh, And here you get nine episodes of her in this, this okay show. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: All right. So that's strike back legacy. And that's going to take us to the end of this, uh, bonus episode of the complete works while Mike D is off on vacation on the Emerald isle. Uh, yes. so, uh, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Mike D where can we find you online?
0: You can find me at MDFilmBlog blog on Twitter and letterboxd. And if you'd like to donate, support the show, you can do that on our Kofi page, which is Kofi.com slash Mike and Mike pods. And if you want merch, we have merch available on our red bubble which is Mike Mike redbubble.com.
1: Yes, it is. You can find me online at msmithfilmblog on Twitter, Mike Smith Film on Letterboxd, Radio Mike Sandwich Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to Complete Works. I'm Mike Smith. It's Mike show Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And if you want to contact us, you can tweet at us at Complete Works Pod. That's W-R-K-S, no O in the word works. You can find the rest of our podcast in Rapture Press alongside many other podcasts but all kinds of comic books and movie news and all that good stuff. Our theme song was created by Kyle Cullen. You can reach for your own podcast themes at Kyle's Podcast Themes at Gmail com and our logo was designed by mac v or at fearless guard on twitter join us in the next week of the complete works uh, next week will be another bonus episode uh while mike d is still away and that will be the other tv show that we were kind of on the fence about covering which is marco polo which uh, michelle yo joins the cast of in season two uh so we are specifically going to be talking about season two episode one of that show unless mike d goes forward and just watches like the next <laughs> <laughs> Half a season of Marco Polo too. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much uh, computer screens Michelle Yeoh is looking worried at in episode one <laughs> <laughs> of Marco Polo, the show about Marco Polo. And yeah, that's correct. Um, if she's only in a couple minutes, maybe I'll watch the next one. But if she's sure. in in most of the episode or has a significant scene or something I'll yeah. I'll probably stop.
1: If you feel like you got a satisfying dose of Michelle Yo. Yes. Correct. <laughs> <All right. laughs> nice. Uh, all right, and of course uh, you can check out our other podcast Mike Mike Go to the Movies for all kinds of other movie related stuff including recent releases, ranked lists, general discussions and a lot more. So thanks for listening guys and thanks for taking it Yo.